Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to the Project Life Mastery Podcast, where it's all about inspiring change and transforming lives. And here's your host. He's an Amazon best-selling author, six-figure blogger, internet marketer, and one of the top life coaches in the world, Stefan Palernos. I want to talk about something today that I think will make a big difference for your life, something that's made a big difference in my life. And uh, if you guys are open to it, then I'm going to invite you guys to participate on a challenge uh, that I think can help better and improve your life. You know, we're all here because you're committed to mastery, right? That's what my brand is about. That's what you guys are about on YouTube. And then I think mastering your life, is, you know, consists of mastering every aspect of your life, your emotions, your happiness, your finances, your business, your career, your relationships, every area of your life. And I think emotionally is one of the most important areas of our lives because that's one of the core primary areas that affects everything else. If you can master your emotions, you can master your own uh, well-being, then it's going to give you incredible power uh, that can help you achieve almost anything that you want. It's going to enhance every other experience that you have through life. It's going to help enhance your relationships. It's going to make you healthier. It's going to uh, enhance your business and your financial success. Everything can transform by you taking care of and mastering your emotions. And there's a common trend, there's, there's, there's patterns that I've observed and I've experienced myself that really holds a lot of people back emotionally. It really affects people and I think more importantly it affects their happiness. And I think at one of, you know, a core belief that I have is that every human being, we all want to be happy, right? I think that's just a prime purpose that we all have in our lives where we want to be happier, we want to experience at least pleasure. You know, Sigmund Freud, you know, in his earlier books talked about the, the pleasure principle, how human beings biologically were built to, with the desire to experience more pleasure, whether that's food or sex or whatever that might be. And I think that a lot of us, we have, you know, different strategies, different ways that, that, we, that we can experience more pleasure, more happiness in our lives. You know, for example, some people, their whole model is that if I achieve more, if I become successful, then I'm going to be happy. And I'm going to experience all this incredible pleasure. By making more money, then that's going to allow me to be happy. By me changing my body and being more athletic or more ripped 
or bigger or stronger, whatever that might be, then that's going to allow me to be happy, right? Or if I attracting this amazing person in my life, a great relationship and falling madly in love, then that's what's going to make me happy. And so everybody has a blueprint, a set of beliefs about what has to happen in order for us to experience happiness. And then there's some people, you know, that they say, I don't want to be happy, right? And they really, they do. I think everybody does deep down inside, but their way of being happy is a different strategy. A lot of people, they get happiness or pleasure um, in the sense of bringing other people down, attacking people, being a hater, being negative. Um, and in doing so, it helps you elevate yourself and will help, you know, that person feel more significant or more happy about themselves also. So I think everybody has different ways, different strategies to experience happiness. And I think, you know, understanding that you can experience happiness right now in this moment and there's certain things that you can do that can allow yourself to feel happy and especially in a more sustainable way. Now, today's topic is something around complaining, how to stop complaining and how to be happy. And uh, I want to share with you something called the 21-day complaint-free challenge, which if you're open to it, you want to take it on, you want to step up and experience more happiness, then I think this is something that can really benefit you in a big way. And there's a really great uh, movement called the Complaint-Free World um, by Will Bowen. And I do recommend checking out his website. Maybe I'll link to it below on the YouTube channel um, after this is done. Um, but check out his work because it's really good. He's the best-selling author of the book called The Complaint-Free World. Um, and he started this whole Complaint-Free Challenge. And it's really kind of grown in so many ways. And, um, you know, he talks a lot about the detriments of complaining, how complaining really affects us in a negative way. And I'm not sure if you are someone that complains or you might not even be aware of complaining that you might, you might do yourself, uh, or, you know, other people in your life. But in many ways, it's very destructive because complaining is just negativity is all it is. You know, I, I'm a big fan of the quote by Maya Angelou. Maya Angelou said that if you don't like something, then change it. And if you can't change it, then at least change your attitude about it. And there's many things in our lives that are outside our control. Most things are outside our control that can affect us. And, you know, a lot of people just complain about those things instead of understanding what you can control and taking responsibility for it, which is how you interpret things, the meaning that you create of different things in your life and you can always uh, have a positive filter. You can always see things in a positive way and come up with a more empowering meaning, a, a more positive way of looking at things. That just because something might have happened or something that was unjust or someone ripped you off or someone cut you off in traffic, whatever it is, you can't control that but you can't control how you react. And if you can't control your reactions and just stop and take a minute and actually interpret things and find an empowering meaning, then you're going to be a slave to all these events that happen in your life that are outside of your control. And that's how most people are. Most people are so reactive in their lives that they react the moment something happens, they go to a negative state. And all they're really doing is they're modeling, or sorry, they're running a pattern that they have. They're running a default pattern that they have when events happen that are unjust or negative or whatever it might be, their pattern is to complain, to be negative, to, to share that with other people and complain in a negative way, to gossip. And it's just destructive. It, it's not anything that 
it's positive in any way. And what it does is it feeds that. And it feeds most people's unhappiness um, because when you complain and you're negative about other people, you're also negative and complaining about yourself. A lot of people, they beat themselves up. A lot of people, they're mean to themselves. They judge themselves. They judge others. And you got to always understand that whatever you put out comes back to you. It's like a mirror, right? A lot of people, they project. They, pro they project these complaints, these negativity uh, onto others, and it's really just a reflection of themselves. And so taking responsibility is a key thing. Now, why do people complain? Why do people complain? Great question. Well, there's actually five reasons, and uh, these five reasons are from Will Bowen, and he has an acronym for it that he calls GRIPE, okay, GRIPE. And the G stands for to get attention, okay? That's one reason why people complain, to get attention. When, when you complain and you share this thing that happened or whatever it might be, you're getting attention from other people. And oftentimes you get sympathy from other people, right? Other people, they're like, oh, you know what? I'm so sorry that had to happen to you. That, that's so unfair, you know, that that person, you know, ripped you off or that person cut you off in traffic or this happened or whatever it is. And you get attention for it. You get rewarded in many ways by other people giving you their attention and their sympathy and it feeds that pattern. So it allows you to feel more significant, special, unique, important. And most people, not, not, not all, you know, but there's a lot of people out there that are very insecure. They're very unhappy and, and they don't get much attention. And so it's almost like a kid, you know, when a kid tries to get your attention and it can't get your attention in a positive way, then it's going to resort to a negative way, right? The kid might start breaking things or yelling or screaming because to have no attention whatsoever, to not be loved or not feel like you're enough, that's the greatest fear that most people have. So some attention is better than no attention, right? That's the same reason why a lot of people might stay in a destructive, abusive relationship because they get some form of love and attention, even though it's not the peak of what they can actually experience and what they deserve of. They'll stay with that person just because it's a low level of love. It's a low level of attention. And so a lot of people, they complain just to get attention, to get sympathy from other people. And I think it's even more evident online, you know, on the internet, you know, it's a pretty interesting thing I want to share with you guys. Um, for me in my personal life, um, over many years, I've surrounded myself with really incredible people that I feel very blessed to call my friends, my family, uh, people that, you know, I've met through self-development and, and me improving myself. The friends, the people that I have in my life, they're people that are positive people. There are people that are similar to myself. They're people that are into self-growth. They want to improve themselves. They want to uh, improve every aspect of their life. And they're really great people. And with me and my friends and even my family, we don't complain. You know, it's a very interesting observation that I had. I was like, you know what? We don't really complain or speak negative about events or things of that nature. We always kind of keep things on a positive level. Um, we don't get caught up. And just any negativity whatsoever. We all have, I feel that awareness, excuse me, amongst ourselves and our friendships. And then what, what's interesting is that when I started putting myself online on the internet, on YouTube and social media and whatever it is, um, I didn't realize how many uh, people there are that exist out there that complain and that are negative. And initially I was blown away by it because I was kind of, you know, we all kind of live in our little bubble 
You know, oftentimes, like our personal life, our friends, our family, our, our coworkers, our classmates, or whatever it is. And then the internet is, is worldwide, and you're reaching and being exposed to millions of people around the world with totally different backgrounds, beliefs, age groups, uh, so much diversity that exists out there. And as blown away, um, kind of getting a glimpse of a lot of people's psychology, a lot of people's mindsets, a lot of people, how they think and, and what they believe and how they react to things. Um, being in business, working with a lot of customers, I've been really amazed and fascinated by other people's thinking, their mentality as well. And one thing that I think is evident online is there's a lot of negativity. There's a lot of hate. There's a lot of complaining. Um, you know, if you look at any YouTube video, any, you know, the comments or whatever it is, you're going to find a lot of complaints, a lot of negativity, people that will always find something to complain about. And the truth is that someone that is a complainer, you'll always find something. Okay. It's, it's never the, the circumstance, but it's all about how people filter their experience uh, through that. So they'll always find something to be negative about, to complain about, right? Don't you know someone like that in your life or have come across someone that no matter how beautiful the environment is, they'll still find that one little thing to point out and be negative about. You know, I've even experienced this with, um, you know, my videos and stuff like that. I often laugh when I see some of these complaints about a video or content or something that has the power to really influence your life in a positive way that has the power to change your life on so many levels. But that person, they'll find the one little negative thing about how the camera was like off balance, you know, or a little bit out of focus, or the sound wasn't totally crisp, or, you know, I made a mistake when I spoke, or I mispronounced this, or whatever it might be, they'll look for the negative thing because that's how they train themselves. But also, I think that human beings biologically, we're, we, we have biological programming of looking for what's wrong because human beings, the purpose of our brain is for survival, right? To stay alive, to protect ourselves. And that's why we have fear. Fear is actually a good thing. It keeps us alive. And so we have this within ourselves to look for what's wrong to help protect ourselves, to keep us safe and keep, keep us living. And I think you've got to take, you've got to be proactive um, with your life, your mindset, your thinking, and not so reactive and have awareness, which is a key thing. Okay, so let's go back to the five reasons why people complain. One is to is the G for the gripe is to get attention. The um, the R is to remove responsibility. Remove responsibility. People complain because they want to remove responsibility from themselves and they want to put it on someone else. They want to blame someone. You know, blame the company, the government, the president. They want to blame this other person whatever it is, so that they don't have to take responsibility about why things didn't work out the way that they wanted them to or what, how they expected them to. And so they're basically just deflecting responsibility. And whenever you deflect responsibility, you're giving away your power. You have no power when you blame someone else because then you're putting things outside of your control. But if you take on the responsibility of whatever's happened in your life, even though it might not be your fault, whatever it is, however you want to justify it, you take on that responsibility, that gives you power because now you're in a, a situation where you can do something about it. You can make that change. You can, you can solve the problem. You can grow from it. You can use that experience as an asset for you to become better. So removing responsibility, deflecting, blaming other people, blaming other events, you got to understand that 
really everything in your life you are responsible for. You are responsible for everything that happens to you in your life. Even if it's unjust, even if it's unfair, you still got to take responsibility for it because you're the one that's made the decisions in the first place that put you in that situation, right? You're the one that decided to start that business. So you've got to be responsible for everything that happens to you within that business. No matter if something happens to Amazon, you can blame Amazon. You can blame other customers. No, it's your fault because you are the one that decided to get into that business in the first place. Right? That ultimately is your responsibility and you've got to have the consciousness, the awareness to understand that things can happen. Right? Things can happen. You've got to be prepared for that. And that's why I'm a big fan of anticipation. I spoke about that a lot in my last stream. To anticipate potential challenges, problems that are going to arise so that you can do something about them. So, number one, get attention. Number two, remove responsibility. Number three, the I in gripe, the acronym, is to inspire envy. Inspire envy. You see, a lot of people, they complain so that they can feel better about themselves. They put other people down and they gossip, they create rumors or whatever it is so they can feel more significant. They can feel better about themselves. And it's almost like the person that, you know, whenever that person makes a fault in their life, you know, some people, the, the first people to, to point that out, to share it. And because, you know, if you take someone who's successful or someone who's a role model or someone who's this professional athlete or a celebrity or whatever it might be, you know, the first thing that the media does, the news, is, you know, whenever the, that mistake happens, they want to point that out. And oftentimes, other people, they love consuming negative news, negative media, because when they read it, they learn about how this person, you know, had an affair or this person's getting a divorce or this thing happened to this person or whatever it is, it makes them feel better about themselves as well. And so not even complaining, but even just you consuming negativity. I find so many people, they get attacked online, right? And other people, they just love reading about this person getting ripped into. They love just consuming all this content and seeing all these negative comments of everyone ripping into this person or that person or whatever it is. And again, it makes them feel better. It makes them feel uh, like their life isn't as bad. And, you know, it's a very sad thing because, you know, I think that there's two ways to have the tallest building in a city. If you want to have the tallest building in the city, you can either build it yourself which requires a lot of hard work, a lot of sacrifice, dedication, having a vision, and really going for it. Or what you could do is you could tear down all the other buildings around you. And what's faster and often easier is tearing down all the other buildings, tearing down everyone else around you. And sure enough, you can do that and you can have the tallest building. But there's very few people out there that instead of tearing other people down, they'll decide, you know what? I'm going to put my life in my own hands, I'm going to take responsibility for things in my life and I'm going to go for it. I'm going to do whatever it takes to build and create the life that I want to build a business that has value, that can make a difference and add value to the world in a meaningful way and do it in a way without getting caught up in all the negativity that surrounds them. So those are the, the first three. And just to recap again, number one for the gripe of the five reasons why people complain is to get attention. Number two is to remove responsibility. 
Number three is to inspire envy. The fourth reason why people complain is for power. Power. And again, it goes back to people wanting to feel more significant, to put other people down, to complain about this or that because it helps them have that tallest building, to feel like they have power, like they have value in some way. And, you know, like I said before, it's a very low-level way of experiencing these things because most people, they don't have vehicles that are empowering in their lives that can allow them to elevate themselves, to feel happier. And so complaining is just a very easy way. You can do it anonymously online. You don't even have to put your face out there. You don't have to, uh, you know, be out there in any way. And you can bring other people down just so that you can have that sense of feeling good about yourself. Now, the fifth reason why people complain the E in, uh, in gripe is to excuse poor performance. Excuse poor performance. That any complaint is really just an excuse. You know, I don't know about you guys. I can't stand working with people where, you know, if you've committed to something, you said that you're going to get something done, whether it's a certain result or whatever it is that, you know, they didn't get it done for whatever reason, but that what often follows that is an excuse some sort of reason or story about why things didn't work out the way that it worked out. And then often that leads to someone complaining about, again, something outside of their control where they're removing themselves from responsibility. You know, I was supposed to be, you know, at work at a certain time, but, you know, there was traffic and, uh, you know, I wasn't able to get, you know, to work on time because of the traffic. There's a car at, whatever it might be, understand you're still responsible for that because you're the person that didn't anticipate the fact that there could be traffic and decide, you know what, I'm going to be proactive today. And, you know, I know the time is nine o'clock in the morning and there's going to be traffic. It's rush hour. So I need to be smart about this. I need to get in my car earlier and leave for work so that I can ensure that I'm on time instead of deflecting and removing yourself from responsibility and excusing your poor uh, performance and finding something else to blame, such as traffic or weather, or whatever it is. So you're responsible for everything. When you take on responsibility, you have the ultimate power because then you have the ability to change and have control over your life because deflecting responsibility, you have no control. When you take on the responsibility, you have control. So those are the five reasons why people complain. Okay, I'm gonna, quick recap. The GRIPE acronym is get attention, uh, the R is to remove responsibility. The I is to inspire envy. The, uh, the P is for power. And the E is to excuse poor performance. Now, how do you stop complaining? You know, uh, hopefully you've been able to recognize that it's an actual issue that a lot of people have. I think the first step is to take on awareness. Okay, be aware of what's coming out of your mouth. Be aware of your patterns and also be aware of other people's patterns around you. Be aware of any time that you speak negative about someone or something or an event or whatever it is. Be aware of that. And by you being aware of it, it's going to help you to be able to interrupt that pattern and do something about it, to, to change a negative into a positive, to take the, a better course of action and not indulge in this negative attitude, this, this negative mindset, this negative thinking. Um, you know, uh, uh, Will Bowen's got a, a, the book, as I mentioned, called A Complaint Free World. And uh, he has the 21-day complaint-free challenge. And he actually has these bracelets. 
similar to what I wear here, these mastery bracelets um, that we have that say mastery on them. They're, they're Project Life Mastery bracelets. And a great way to develop awareness is anytime you catch yourself complaining or, or, or speaking something negative, then what you want to do is take the bracelet on your wrist, remove it, and put it on your other wrist. Now, that simple act develops awareness, saying, hey, wait a, wait a minute, you know, I was complaining, okay, I gotta switch it to the other wrist. Uh, another kind of technique that you can do, I learned this a long time ago, is that when you, when you speak something negative, you can have an elastic band around your wrist. And then every time you speak something negative or you catch yourself complaining, just grab that elastic band and snap it. And it definitely helps if it's a, a little bit painful for you, just as a reminder to associate pain to uh, complaining and being negative, okay? So awareness is really the first step. Be aware. Be aware of these things. If you catch yourself complaining, the next step is to do something about it, to have something that you can do instead that is more positive, that's more empowering, something that you you would like to, to be or do instead um, that is more empowering and more sustainable long-term. So uh, a simple way that I like to do it is anytime that I catch myself complaining, I'm like, okay, you know what? That's not who I am. That's not what I stand for. That's not acceptable. So I'll immediately recognize it. And then the second thing I'll do is I'll come up with an empowering, positive uh, opposite of that, the antithesis of that, right? So if I catch myself, for example, saying, uh, complaining about, uh, you know, this customer or this person, you know, did this to me or whatever it is, then I'm going to immediately catch myself and say, you know what? I love this person or what do I appreciate about this person or just find a way to take that negative and turn it into a positive. And I think gratitude is one of the best ways of doing that. Finding something to appreciate about the situation or the circumstance. I think gratitude is one of the most powerful emotions that we can all experience. You know, one quote from Tony Robbins is that uh, if you want to change your life, change your expectations to appreciation. And that most people, their unhappiness is the result of preferences that they have, expectations that they have that are not, not being fulfilled. They're not being met. And so people, they expect other people to react to them this way. They expect this to happen. They expect, you know, uh, whatever it is to happen. And when it doesn't meet their expectations, they feel unhappy. And sure enough, they complain. Now, the reality is there's always something to be grateful for. <clears throat> there's always something to be happy about. There's always something to appreciate. Now, a great example of this, you know, um, Apple just came out with, uh, you know, they came out with the Apple um, iPhone 7, right? And they also just came out with the new MacBook Pro. And I actually bought both. I've got the iPhone 7 here, which I enjoy. And I got my MacBook Pro coming in the mail soon, which I'm excited for. And whenever Apple releases a product, um, you know, it's just always fascinating to see how many people complain, right? How many people, they find something to complain about with Apple. They complain about... Uh, you know, with a new MacBook Pro, they complained about um, uh, the price going up, right? They, they raised the prices on their products. Uh, they complained about, uh, you know, the you know the performance. And I, I was reading this article, which I caught myself up. I was like, you know, I just can't read this anymore. This person was complaining is like, because they made it um, lighter and they made it thinner. And he was complaining about that, right? So it's like... It's totally mind-boggling how people find something to complain about. With, uh, uh, with the uh, iPhone 7, 
people are complaining about um, there's no headphone jack, but there's actually you know they they have a little adapter that you can connect into um, you know the, the the port on the, the, the iPhone that you can connect any headphone to. So why is it even an issue? Why is it even a problem? But again, people still find something to complain about. And what's even more insane about this is that Apple, you can find something to complain about with them, or how about instead you find a way to, to appreciate them, appreciate that there's a company like Apple that exists in the world, the number one company in the world that is providing products and solutions and things that can benefit your life. That, you know, instead of being entitled which a lot of people, they have this entitlement mentality where they're just entitled to everything or whatever it is, instead realize that this is a gift that is being provided for you. Apple's provided this amazing technology that they're improving, they're making it better, that you get a benefit from. And yeah, it costs money. Yeah, it's not perfect. Yeah, you know, it, you know every, every product has got its flaws or whatever, but instead focus on the positive aspects of that. Focus on the good that this product can provide for you in your life and how it can enhance your life. I'm appreciative of everything in my life and especially the little things because life is made up of all the little things. You know, oftentimes people, they wait for the big things in order to feel happy. Now the truth is, I want you guys to pay attention to this. The truth is, if you're not already happy and appreciative of what you already have in your life, then what good is there? What point is there for you to go out there and attract more? Because if you can't find a way to appreciate and find the value, the good, and feel grateful for all the little things that you currently have, then going out there to get more is not going to make things any better. If you're someone who's complaining and unappreciative of everything, then you know if you're going to have more money, you're going to have more in your life, you're still going to run that same pattern of complaining, of negativity, or whatever that might be. So it all starts being appreciative of everything that you have right now, all the little things. There's so much that you can be grateful for. You can be grateful for this incredible vessel that you have, this vehicle called your body, which gives you the gift of life. And the fact that your heart beats 100,000 times a day without you having to even do anything or think about it, never takes time off, never takes a vacation, it's always there for you. You can be grateful for your eyes that allow you to see, your ears that allow you to hear, your taste buds, your arms, your legs, there's people in the world that don't have what you have available to you. There's people in the world that are born without arms and legs that are that don't have these things. So be grateful for them. Appreciate them. Appreciate the things around you that you didn't have to invent or create or think of or take the risk to create that you now are in a position that you get a benefit from either inexpensively or with a little bit of money. See, if you can start with being grateful and happy everything in your life will enhance. You know, a lot of people, they think that, you know, when I am successful, then I'm going to be happy. It's actually the other way around. See, successful people do not become happy. Happy people become successful. I'm going to say that again, because that's profound. Successful people do not become happy. Happy people become successful. When you're happy, you're going to attract success and create success at a much different level in your life. When you're happy, you're going to feel better about yourself. You're going to feel more motivated and inspired to take actions that are necessary for you to grow your business and make more money. When you're happy, you're going to attract someone to you in your life at a different level. It's not the other way around. It's not like 
I'm miserable and unhappy with my life. And when I get a relationship, then I'm going to be happy. You're not going to attract anyone like that. If you're unhappy, you're going to attract someone else who's unhappy. If you're negative, if you're a complainer, then you're going to attract someone else that is similar to you. But if you're happy first and you're fulfilled, then you're going to attract someone at a much different level. So that's why this is important. This is why you have to cultivate that happiness and that gratitude within yourself. Look for the good. It's always there. You just got to find it. It might be hard in some circumstances. I get that. But you can always find the good. You can always find the positivity in every situation that life offers you. And it's a challenge at times, but if you can train yourself to, then you're going to be at a much different level of, of emotional well-being, enlightenment, or whatever you want to call it. You're going to have more power in your life um, because you're going to be able to be happy no matter what the circumstances are. No matter what happens in your life, you're still going to be happy and you're still going to be fulfilled regardless. You know, so the complaints, complaint-free world, um, Will Bowen, check it out. Again, I'm going to link to it after this YouTube video is done below and we'll do a blog post on this too. But um, the challenge that I want to invite you guys to participate in if you're open to it is a 21-day complaint-free challenge. And basically what this challenge consists of is for the next 21 days, commit yourself to not being negative or complaining about anything, okay? And it's not that, you know, you're going to be perfect over the next 21 days, but if you catch yourself complaining, immediately cut that off. Immediately cut that off. If you catch yourself being negative, gossiping, rumoring, judging, complaining about anything, catch yourself. Use a bracelet like what I have here. Take it off. Develop the awareness of it. Put it on the other wrist. Take an elastic band. Give yourself, you know, a shock for it and no longer identify with that behavior as a part of who you are and what you stand for. Because you are so much more than that. You deserve to be happy. You deserve to have a great life. You deserve to you know, be fulfilled in your life. So bring, develop that awareness for the next 21 days and then immediately do the opposite. Immediately look for the good, appreciate and change your expectation to appreciation. Find something positive about the situation or the environment. And by doing so, you're gonna take your power back. You're gonna take on that responsibility. You're gonna be happier as a result. And I challenge each and every one of you guys to do it for the next 21 days. Just give it a try. And if your life doesn't become better, if you don't enhance your life as a result of it, you don't feel happier as a result, then at least you gave it a try. At least you knew, uh, you know, going for it, whether or not it's going to be uh, successful for you or not. But I can almost promise you and guarantee you, but by doing that, it will make you happier. It's going to make you feel a lot better about yourself and your life. And you're going to attract people at a much different level and you're going to be more fulfilled. And uh, especially on online, because I think online, you know, there's no, there's no, everyone's anonymous. And so it's very easy just for you to be negative, leave a negative comment or complain about this or that. Catch yourself, guys. And, and don't surround yourself with that either, because you surround yourself with that environment. That's what you're going to become. You know, a lot of people, they spend so much time, you know, just going through negative comments online. And the more you get indulged in that, you're going to be reactive. You're going to get sucked into it. You know, for me, I don't, I don't really spend much time online, to be honest with you guys. I spend a lot of my time now in front of the camera and doing certain things, uh, but um, in my business, filming and creating content and whatnot. But I try to limit myself 
um, especially when it comes to comments or negativity like that, I find that I actually, if I spend, you know, uh, my, my time going through this negative comments or whatever it is about this person or that person, it's like an hour will go by and I'm like, man, what? Like it just drained me. And then also I feel worse about myself afterwards. I just get caught up in all this negativity. Um, and just even reading it and observing it is not, is not healthy for you either. And what it does is it promotes that behavior even more. It makes it more acceptable for you to also complain and be negative also. You know, it's almost like if you're, you know, if you're surrounding yourself with 10 people and they're all gossiping and complaining about things, surround yourself with that. You're going to become that as well. You're going to, you're going to find yourself adopting their thinking, their mentality. Um, so for me, I watch YouTube videos and I, you know, spend a bit of time on social media, although not as much as I used to, I use it in a positive way. Um, I watch the videos that I want to watch that are useful for me, that can help me with my life, that can uh, entertain me in some way. And I don't read the comments. I don't, I don't even go there a lot of the times where I might in some circumstances, but when I catch the negative stuff, I just delete it. I just don't even notice that stuff anymore, you know, because it's just not useful. And oftentimes the negative comments and complaints speak more about that person than anything because that's a representation of how that person thinks and, and what their mindset and what their mentality is. You can tell these people are suffering. You can tell these people are unhappy with themselves and their lives to have this need, this desire to, to complain about this or that or try to bring other people down. So I don't even get caught up in that stuff. You know, on my social media, someone's negative. I don't react. I just remove them. You know, they don't have a place for me in my life. I'm a big fan of what Jim Rohn says, which is you got to stand guard at the door of your mind. Because one little negative thought, one little negative comment, one little negative whatever can create a belief in yourself. And it can create a limiting belief that can affect you for many years to come without even you even being aware of it. You know, oftentimes a lot of the limiting beliefs that we all have, these, uh, uh, these associations that we have, you know, are maybe because when you're a kid, and maybe when you're a kid, your, your parent or someone or someone in school bullied you. And they said this or that, and they said that you're not good enough or whatever it is, or they didn't praise you or they didn't, you know, they, they look judged you in some way. And when you're a kid, you're, you're so susceptible to everything that here you go and you live your life and you're 30 years old now and you still feel like you're not enough because that one little incident that happened 20 years ago. So you got to stand guard at the door of your mind. You got to, you got to be protective of that. Man, like for me, especially in my personal life, I'm very selective about who I spend time with, who I surround myself with. If you're a negative person, you're cut off. You're not allowed in my life. I don't want to be around you. If you're a complainer, if you're a negative person, I can't be around you. Like it, it's just, it, it, it's going to bring me down and it's going to affect my happiness and joy. So you got to cut people off in your life. And, you know, it's not doing it in a way where you're better than that person. I don't feel that I'm better than anyone. I love everybody. I want everyone to be happy. You know, I try to inspire people and influence people the best way that I can online. You know, a lot of people receive value from it. Some people don't. That's totally fine. But, uh, you know, it, I, I'm respectful of that. Not everybody wants to take this on, and that's totally fine. But if you're somebody that wants more, wants to be more happy, and wants to enhance your life, which I assume that you all do because you're here and you follow me and you're on this stream right now, then take it on as a challenge. See what will happen. Become a better person. Improve yourself in whatever way that you can because self-improvement means that you're always open to improving yourself.
And I'm not perfect, I do the best that I can, but I'm always looking to improve myself in whatever way possible. Um, I'm taking on this 21 day challenge for myself as well. I find myself, I don't really complain much, but I wanna take it to another level. Maybe I can continue to grow and uh, practice never ending improvement. And uh, I wanna invite you guys to take on the challenge also. So uh, that's my little uh, rant today and what I wanna talk about. But uh, for those of you that wanna stick around and ask some questions, I'm happy to answer some of them for you. Uh, right now we're streaming to YouTube, Periscope, Facebook, um, on different pages. And so I appreciate you guys taking your time today to, to you know, watch and consume this message and hopefully it can benefit you. If you've enjoyed it, make sure to hit the like button um, or hit the thumbs up. I, I appreciate that. And, uh, and, and leave a comment, let me know what you think. Um, so if you guys have questions, post the questions. I've got people, I've got my laptop here for people on YouTube. Awesome, Michael says, I'm finishing up the 21 day challenge. I wake up every day at 4.30 a.m. at the gym. This is the next on my list. Awesome, happy to hear that. How do you deal with a negative family member? Um, you know, most families, they have someone who's negative, in, excuse me, negative in some way. You can't cut out family, but you can distance yourself from them. You can love them from a distance. So, <clears throat> excuse me, certain people in my family that I love, but I just can't spend too much time around them, unfortunately, because they're just very negative. They complain a lot. So I, I love them. I still spend time with them at certain events or family functions or whatever it is. But I just consciously make sure that I don't spend too much time with them. I don't spend as much time with them as maybe other family members that I might have. And, uh, you know, it, 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 the, the challenging part is that if you live with family, that's very hard. And that is very negative and destructive to you. Um, because a lot of family uh, households can be very negative, very abusive in some regards. And I think, you know, if you're in that situation, do the best that you can to have a positive attitude with it, but also understand that it's very hard for someone to overcome their environment. Your environment is one of those things that's very challenging to overcome. So it's always best to try to eliminate yourself from that environment as much as possible. Um, so if you're living with people that are negative, you gotta find a way that you can eventually move out and not be around that environment. Um, I mean, if you're in a relationship with someone and they're negative, they're abusive, and, and they're complaining, whatever it is, I mean, the only way out is, I, like, you gotta get out of that relationship. You know, it's not, it's not healthy for you. It's gonna affect you in so many negative ways. And so, you gotta really do the best you can with it. Um, there's certain family members that, when I'm around them, I try to direct conversation in more positive ways. I try to direct things, I try to interrupt patterns, there's a whole art to uh, communication with people of how you can direct things by asking more positive questions to get them to focus on things that are good, that are, are positive. And if you find yourself in a circumstance where you're with someone, they're being negative or complaining, just walk away, you know, exit yourself from that situation. And you know, you don't have to make a big deal out of it, but just remove yourself from that situation because it's not gonna be healthy for you. You know, I can't tell you how many times I've been at parties or events even it's back in school, you know, you're, you're hanging out with these kids and stuff. They're complaining, and I'll just, I'll just leave. I'd much rather be alone than be in an environment that is full of negativity and gossiping and bullying and complaining or whatever that is. So I think you got to take the, the higher path, even if you know you get put down for it even more. Because oftentimes that's what people will do. They'll try to attack you more for that, but you still got to take that high road and feel comfortable with yourself in doing so. 
Karen Deep says, what motivates you to get up and do what you do every day? I myself have problems getting up in the morning or even going to the gym. Uh, well, I think one is I love what I do. Um, I'm passionate about what I do. Um, I've aligned my life with my purpose, which I think gives you incredible motivation. And so that's the first thing. Number two is I can, I train and condition myself to be happy. I train and condition myself to be motivated. I have rituals in my life of every single morning where I train myself to wake up with a smile on my face, to focus on what I'm grateful for, what I'm happy about in my life, to, to take care of my body. Um, and I reward myself every step of the way. I reward myself. I give myself pleasure because whatever gets rewarded gets repeated. You know, every time you push yourself to go to the gym, you wake up early, um, whatever it is, you've got to reward yourself for that. You've got to give yourself pleasure to reinforce that, right? Whether that's a pat on the back or whether it's complimenting yourself and giving yourself recognition and praise and saying good job to yourself. In doing so, you're going to be more likely to repeat that pattern. So I reward myself. I try condition myself. Uh, I developed these patterns and it hasn't been easy. It's taken me many years. I've been in self-development for seven, uh, since I was 17 years old and I'm 30 years old now and I'm always improving myself in whatever way that I can. And you know, I've some days where you got to grind it out and that's when you got to also develop the willpower, the discipline, right? And you've got to grind things out at times because you know, not every day is going to be a perfect day, right? There's going to be some days that are going to be more challenging, in which case you still got to push yourself uh, to, to, to do the things that are necessary that will enhance your life because otherwise you're going to go down a destructive spiral that is going to, um, that, that's going to, you know, that's going to affect you in a really negative way. So, um, that's what I'd recommend. Which are the books that you recommend one to read on the same topic? Uh, a complaint free world by Will Bowen is a good one. Uh, the power of positive thinking by, uh, Norman Vincent Peale, uh, is a good one. um, what was that? There's, a, there's another one too. I'm trying to think of uh, a good book also it's, um, by Shad Helmstetter is what to, what you say when you talk to yourself, and that one's really about affirmations and self talk because like the topic of this was complaining, which is a very outward way of speaking negatively about situations, circumstances, people, events, or whatever it is. And I see someone ask me how do you define a complaint? I just define it as outward outward uh, outward negative talk about circumstances, people, events, etc. Um, but anyways, what you say when you talk yourself by Shad Helmstetter is a great one because it's about self-talk and, you know, being negative outwardly. I mean, you can keep that to yourself, you know, as the saying goes, if you don't have anything nice to say, then don't say anything at all, but also be aware of negative self-talk within yourself, complaining, judgments, criticism of yourself, because that's also going to affect you in a big way. And so that book is a good one that can really help you to uh, master your self-talk on a much better level. Richard says, what app would you recommend for setting goals and rituals? I don't use any apps uh, for that, to be honest with you. I use Evernote uh, for you know, journaling and, and, and you know, writing out my goals and stuff. There are apps out there for habits and uh, you know, things of that nature. I've, I've used some at different circumstances, but for me personally, um, I just use Evernote or I use my whiteboard. Um, I'm a big fan actually of having things visually in front of me. Um, so if there's certain like, uh, you know, a morning ritual that I have, I'll put it on a whiteboard or something that I can see every day that I can't hide from apps. You, you've got to open it up 
and there's like a few steps in order to do that. Whereas if it's right there in front of you every day on your desk or on, you know, in your office or your bedroom, whatever it is, you can't hide from it. You can't avoid it, right? It's right there. It's right there. So you have to acknowledge that. You can't just block that out. That's why I'm also a big fan of using something visual like a wristband, right? So every time you catch yourself complaining, have an act or something visual that can maybe stimulate you or remind you in some way. My wristbands here say mastery on them, right? And um, you know that that's a reminder for me. It's a visual reminder to commit to mastery, to live my life for mastery. So reminders like that, I think, are, are more powerful visually in your environment to optimize your environment to help you even more so. Your goals, you know, put that on your desk every day, put that on your wall every day, so you can you can you can read it and focus on it every day. Um, in my office, I've got framed. I've got my ultimate vision for my life, my ultimate purpose. I have those things framed. I have my vision board, right? These are visual things that help me stay on track. You know, one thing I always find fascinating, um, you know, oftentimes when I do streams or whatnot, or even just in general, you know, one, con one constant complaint that I get from people is that I don't answer their question, right? Where people have a question and they get really upset and they complain about it. They say, Stephanie, you know, you didn't answer my question. They get really offended by it and very reactive about it. And I want you guys to know that I'm doing the best that I can. I try to answer questions. I've got many different locations here. Those that are on Periscope, you know, oftentimes, you know, your text shows up, but then it disappears. And uh, it's always fascinating where, again, it, it comes back to that entitlement, the expectation. They feel entitled that someone's, you know, I should answer their question or I should help them or whatever it is. Instead of, again, feeling appreciative that, hey, you know what? There's someone in the world that's actually taken their time to help you in some way, to add value to you, to create a product, a service, uh, a video, content, whatever it is that can help you in your life. And so oftentimes people, they, they, they look for the negative, they complain about things. And again, you got to catch yourself and get yourself back on track to gratitude and appreciating things. Jesse said, so you should always try to counteract negativity or counterattack. I don't think you should counterattack it. I think you should just redirect your focus, right? If you, whatever resist, whatever you resist persists, right? So if you try to resist it, it's going to grow and get worse. Just redirect your focus. Take your focus from complaining or negativity to looking for the positive. And in doing so, you're, you're training yourself and developing a new pattern of happiness, something that's useful for you, something that's going to enhance your relationships with, you know, your partner, with other people, or whatever it is. And so positivity has got no downside, you know, positivity is, you know, if you can train yourself to be positive in every circumstance, then it's going to, that's a good thing, right? You know, a lot of relationships there, they suffer a lot because the two people are so negative that it causes arguments and fights. Myself and my girlfriend, it's just fascinating. We've been together now for almost three years. We never fight. We never argue at all, you know, and I think it's really because we're both positive people. We're both into self-development and we're both, we're very proactive. We're not reactive emotionally to certain events or circumstances. So we never create disempowering meanings with each other or certain circumstances. We just keep things positive as much as possible. Whereas I know there's a lot of relationships out there that are constant fighting, arguing, negativity, and that's not going to be sustainable long-term. Richard says, I've been wanting to get some positive wristbands. Any recommendation? Uh, well, I mean, I use my mastery ones, which are ones that we developed on Amazon. Um, if you just go to Amazon.com, type for 
uh, mastery wristbands, or I think the link is projectlifemastery.com slash wristbands. I think that link will work, projectlifemastery.com slash wristbands. That, those are the ones that I have, but I'm, I'm sure you can find tons of stuff on Amazon. How to not hurt other, others, I, I think it's really just being in a positive state. You know, when you're in a, a positive, good state, then that's, you know, how you communicate with other people is going to be, is more likely to be positive, right? And if you're in a negative state, if you're tired, if you're depressed, if you're angry, then obviously you're going to be more likely to lash out on someone or criticize them or hurt them or whatever it is. And so I think really mastering your own state, putting yourself in a happy state because people that are happy, people that are appreciative, that are, that are grateful, they have no need, no desire to criticize other people. They have no need to complain about this or that. They have no need to judge others. People that I know, and I know a lot of people that are happy, and I also know people that are unhappy. The people that are happy, they lift other people up. They bring other people up. They praise people. They compliment them. They, 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 uh, they speak highly of people and circumstances and situations. People that are unhappy, I've just observed that they always find things to complain about. They, they, they speak negatively about others. So I think it really depends on where you're coming from. I think you've got to make it a focus in your life to be a happier person, to be more fulfilled, more grateful, more appreciative. And in doing so, by you being in that positive state, your, your behavior is going to follow that, right? Your behavior always follows the state that you're in. James says, what struggles in your life prompted you to take this path? You know, for me, it was pain because when I was in high school, I was the most negative, depressed, complain, you know, complaining hater out there. You know, that was me when I was in high school. I was an online gamer and I was unhappy, I was depressed. And, uh, you know, I, I was the opposite of what I am now. And so I understand people that are like that because I was once in that same circumstance. And at 17 years old, I made a decision to change my life. I, I was, uh, you know, went through some painful events. And I finally got to a point where I decided enough is enough. I've got to change my life because I can't continue living my life this way. I can't continue being unhappy and depressed and being alone. And I got into self-development and Tony Robbins and all, all these different things that helped lead me down this different path of wanting to become a better person and wanting to improve myself. And so um, oftentimes it's hitting rock bottom, hitting that emotional threshold that really pushes people uh, to take the necessary actions to want to change your life. How do I stop complaining in my head? Well, really the process is the same. Be aware of it. Every time you catch yourself speaking anything negative to yourself or to others, catch yourself. Have a ritual. You switch the wristband. You, you do something to interrupt that pattern and then do the opposite. You know, so, you know, if you catch yourself saying in your head, I'm not good enough. I'm a loser. Say the opposite. Say that I'm great. I am more than enough. I'm worthy of love. I'm worthy of amazing things happening in my life. I'm, I'm an amazing human being that adds value to the world, right? Or I'm an amazing human being just because I exist. You don't need a reason to be happy. You don't need a reason to feel good. You can feel good just by you deciding to feel good. So it's really understanding it's a pattern that you have and you got to proactively as much as possible be aware of it and then constantly condition the new pattern of what you want to be instead. How do you handle rejections in personal life? Uh, well, for me, I have a core belief that there's no such thing as rejection. There's no such thing as failure. There's only feedback. Okay. I look at rejection as a gift. 
And you know, rejection is an opportunity for me to grow, for me to learn something about myself, for me to become better. So automatically I'm filtering events in my life in a different belief system, a different mindset because of just the, 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 the beliefs that I have around rejection or failure or whatever it is. And people that are happy or people at least that are successful, they fail just as much. They get rejected just as much as anybody, but they don't view it as that. They don't view it as a bad thing. They look at it as a good opportunity to grow. So you can always learn something from rejection and failure. They're all incredible assets that can help you enhance your life. And I think looking at things in a positive way is the first step. And then also, you know, just changing the meaning of it. It's all about how you interpret things. You know, two different people can have the same events that happen to them. And one person can have one experience. The other person will have a totally different experience just based on their interpretation. Two people, they go to Iraq. They step on a landmine. They lose their legs, right? They come back to America. They're both in wheelchairs, right? One person says, oh my God, this is the worst experience of my life. God, why me? Why did this have to happen to me? My life is over and they want to kill themselves. The other person that's also in the wheelchair, the same events, he says, oh my God, I'm so grateful to be alive. I'm so grateful that God gave me this other, the second opportunity to, to be alive. And you know what? I'm going to commit my life now to appreciating everything that I have because I know in any moment my entire life can be taken away just like that. And he decides that he's going to be happy. Same event. Same event that happened, guys. The two, you know, two different people, the same event, different interpretation of that event, different meaning from that event. You can get rejected by someone and, or, or you could fail. You could say, Oh my God, my life's over. I'm not enough. Uh, I'm not good enough. Uh, you know, I should just give up. The other person, they, you know, they get rejected. They, they fail or whatever it is. And they, Oh, great. This is an amazing test. This is an opportunity for me to grow. What can I learn from this? How can I use this? I'm so grateful for this experience because it's going to teach me valuable lessons that's going to allow me to create more success in my life. And they go for it even more. Same event. It's not the events, guys. It's how you interpret the events of your life. It's the meaning that you create to the experiences and the events of your life. You know, it's all about what you create with it, guys. It's all up here. It's all your attitude. It's all your mindset. Is Maya Angelou said, you know, if you can't, if you don't like something, then change it. And if you don't, if you can't change it, then change your attitude about it. You can always change your attitude. Can you uh, expand a little bit on how to surround yourself with positive and accomplished people? Um, well, I think first and foremost, you have to become a positive and accomplished person. Because if you're not, then what reason do you have that other people are going to want to, you know, these people are going to want to be around you, right? It's, it's, you know, people that are happy, people that are accomplished, they don't want to be around people that are unhappy and miserable and complainers and, and, you know, they're going to bring them down, right? So you've always got to approach situations, uh, trying to add value, not trying to take value. And I think a lot of people, they try to go to situations to take instead of give. And I think you're going to approach it as, you know, first and foremost, you being a happy and accomplished person and doing so, you're going to have people that will seek you out. They're going to attract, you're going to attract them to you as opposed to you trying to pursue them. For me, I remember when I was a negative person, I was trying to, you know, find these happier people. But when I worked on myself, 
to become happier, I noticed I started attracting these people at a much different level. Now today I attract a lot of amazing, happy people. A lot of my customers uh, that I have in my business are amazing people. I've done some mastermind events uh, where people come over to my house and I, you know, we do some coaching and masterminding together. I've been blown away how amazing these people are, how positive they are, how incredible they are, you know, things they're doing in their lives. And I feel, wow, that's what I've attracted. And I've attracted that based on what I've put out, right? So you always attract what you, what you're emitting, what you're putting out there. So that's the first step is you got to focus on yourself and become a positive, happy person to achieve things in your life. And you're going to attract them and you're at least going to be at a similar level than them, right? Um, that's number one. And then number two, you got to put yourself in environments where you can be around those people. You got to go to the events, seminars. Um, you've got to pay for these things, you know, like that's the reality of the situation is that people that are successful, they're busy people and they don't have time. Like I'm, you know, ridiculously busy in my life from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to bed. And, uh, you know, so I, I don't have the chance to, to hang out with people. I'm, I'm busy with my family, my goals, my friends. I don't even have enough time for a lot of these things also. So some circumstances, you know, for me, I pay to go to events. I pay for coaching. I pay for these things. I pay to go to seminars. Uh, there's some events that are free. Great. Go to those as well. Oftentimes, the more that you pay, the higher quality that you get. For example, I've paid a lot of money for certain events and experiences, and you attract even more successful people, higher level people there. Sometimes you go to some of the free events, you're not going to get the people that are, that are really that successful. You're going to at least find people that are, are trying to be. They're on the same path, and they're trying to grow. So put yourself in those environments. Um, I like going to yoga classes, positive people there. I like to go to meditation groups. I like to to, to go to uh, you know certain environments that are just positive environments with good quality people that you're going to meet and be around in those situations. Will this event be available on playback? Yeah, so the recording of this should be available on YouTube afterwards. What about anger? Is it the same energy as complaint? Well, anger is the emotion. Complaint is the action, right? Complaint is the behavior, the behavior of outwardly expressing negativity. Um, oftentimes, your state that you're in is going to affect whether or not you complain. So, if, yeah, if you're angry, if you're frustrated, you're going to be more likely to complain as opposed to if you're happy. So, really, mastering your state is very important, but also it works both ways because what you speak and what you talk about and what you focus on is going to affect how you feel. You've got to be in control of all of that. You've got to be in control. But sometimes, you know, you might be angry, you might be frustrated, but that doesn't mean that you have to outwardly express it. When you outwardly, outwardly express it, complain, you're feeding that. You're, you're, you're actually prolonging your anger and frustration. You're making it worse. You're not dissolving it. You want to diffuse these negative emotions when they come up. You don't want to indulge in them. You catch yourself being angry and uh, frustrated or whatever it is, change your focus, change your pattern. Focus on what's good. Focus on what you're grateful for, what you can appreciate, and diffuse that because an angry state, a frustrated state, a depressed state doesn't have much value. It, you know, it's not. It's it's just going to lead you down a down, uh, negative cycle. So try to get yourself out of those situations the best way possible. Go for a walk. You know, change your physiology. Go for a walk. Go to the gym. Exercise. For me, I get on my rebounder. I, I do th certain things to get myself out of that state. I might start reading a book or do something so I don't continue to feed that state. How do you stop self-sabotage? I think you've covered it. Um, would like a bit more from you. 
Um, you got to stop, stop self-sabotage by making sure that your beliefs align with your actions. Um, a lot of people, for example, they self-sabotage is when you're taking action, you're making progress, and let's say you're making more money, and then you sabotage it because you have a belief that is in conflict with the new change, the new progress, the new behavior, the success that you're about to create. So you start to make more money, but you have a belief that says, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy of making a lot of money, or I can't make more money than my parents, right? There's some sort of limiting belief there that you start, you take the actions to create more success, but your belief is going to find a way to self-sabotage it and bring you back, back down to where you believe that you deserve to, to be, essentially. So um, you got to change your beliefs. That's, that's really the only way, you know, if you... If you um, if you're trying to stop complaining, but you have the belief that you're a complainer, or you have the belief that you're the person, then it's not going to stick, right? You're going to stop complaining for a little little while, but you're going to return back to what you believe that you are, your identity. If you you know smoke, there's a difference, by the way, in being a com uh, complainer and being someone that complains. There's a difference of someone being a liar and somebody that might lie once in a while. There's a difference between someone who's a smoker and someone that smokes. It's all the identity that you create for yourself. If you believe that you are a certain way, you have the identity that you are a negative person, that you're depressed, you're gonna find a way to be consistent with how you define yourself, right? You'll be consistent with whatever you believe about yourself. And so changing your, your beliefs about yourself and about what you're worthy of, what you're deserving of, I think is the key. And you guys know that I'm a big fan of rituals for changing your beliefs, affirmations, incantations, these things of this nature to condition yourself. I've shared this many times. I've got a whole course on this, guys, called Morning Ritual Mastery. Go to morningritualmastery.com. Seven days. Create a morning ritual. Condition yourself every day to create the beliefs that you want. But you got to be aware of the beliefs that you want to create, and you got to create them every day. You got to design your life to be the way that you want it to be. It's not gonna just happen by accident. It's not gonna fall out of the sky. It's not just gonna accidentally you know, show up in your life. You've gotta pursue a great life. You gotta pursue happiness. You gotta pursue um, success, right? There's no, you, you know, no other way of, of, of doing it. Okay, I'll take the last question here. Let's say, um, go back to the time where you decided to change your life. What would be the five most important daily habits that you would add to your life? Add to your life to become a successful entrepreneur you are today. Um, well, I've, I've shared many times this, you know, the biggest thing was creating a morning ritual because a morning ritual is a very practical way of applying these things to your life. Um, and so, you know, for me it was, you know, one habit was just learning every day, reading every day, every morning, feeding my mind with positivity, listening to audiobooks, audio programs, uh, going through courses and, and just basically feeding myself with positivity, right? That was probably one of the most important things uh, that I did. Another one is just gratitude. You know, the habit of just every day focusing on what's good, focusing on what I'm grateful for, training myself to all the little things that I mentioned before. You gotta train yourself to find them, to be grateful for them. Um, another one is exercise. You know, really taking care of my body. You know, going for a walk or a run or going to the gym something because when you take care of your body every day, it puts you in a better state, right? When you exercise, your brain releases dopamine and chemicals and stuff like that. So that you, it makes you feel good. 
right? So that, that's been an important ritual that I've had throughout my life um, that's given me more energy too because I really believe energy is life. You know, and if you want to, whatever you want to create in your life, it's going to require an abundance of energy, whether that's success, finances, relationship, it's going to require a lot of energy and you've got to have rituals in place for that. Uh, another one has been um, planning out my day, you know, time management, spending time each morning to plan out what I'm going to do that day and then focusing on the most important things, the highest leverage things that are going to make the biggest difference to me in my life. Um, so those are some of the, the most important things that have helped me. Um, there's many other things that I've done. Check out my videos, excuse me, on morning rituals. Um, affirmations have been powerful for me too. I used to, by the way, when I was seven, excuse me, when I was 17, I used to write out loud, uh, or sorry, write in a journal certain affirmations over and over again. I used to write out, I am confident. I am confident. And I'd write it out like pages. I still have the pages. Uh, somewhere in my storage here, but I used to write these things out. I'm a positive, happy person. I'm a positive, happy. I write it out. I speak it out loud as well. So these are things that were really helpful for me in conditioning myself. And again, the morning ritual, that's why I created the course Morning Ritual Mastery because I believe it's so important. It's changed my, I still do morning rituals to this day. It's a big part of my life. And I think it's the best way of really conditioning yourself to be who you want to be. So uh, if you want to learn more about the, the behaviors and the things that I teach, then check out MorningRitualMastery.com. All right, guys, we're going to end things here. So uh, it was an absolute pleasure being able to interact with you guys today. I want to thank you guys for taking the time to join me. Uh, just to recap, I'd love to know, by the way, who here is going to commit to doing the 21-day complaint-free challenge. If you are, make sure you leave a comment. Uh, would love to hear from you and, and, and see you declare that and commit to that. Uh, and I'd love to hear about how that's going to change your life as well. So leave a comment if you're going to commit to it. If not, that's totally fine. Um, uh, but I, again, I would want to, I would encourage you guys to go for it because it's going to enhance your life in so many levels. So if you want to commit to it, leave a comment. If you guys enjoyed this, hit the like button, hit the thumbs up. I appreciate it. And, um, I mentioned a few things as well. I'm going to link to it in the YouTube video. I'm going to put up a blog post maybe today after this that will link to some of the things also that I mentioned uh, in this video. Um, if you guys want to check out the, the mastery wristbands that I spoke about here that I'm wearing, go to projectlifemastery.com slash wristbands, projectlifemastery.com slash wristbands. And of course, check out my morning ritual mastery course. It's pretty inexpensive. I think it's only $37. Just go to morningritualmastery.com and over seven days, it'll help you create a morning ritual. And there's also the 30-day morning ritual challenge that I share in that also that will also help you commit. So thank you guys. I've got a lot of people here that are mentioning on YouTube that are committing. Happy to hear that, guys. Happy to uh, hope to hear about your progress that you've made. Awesome. We've got people here on Facebook committing. Jessica, Abbott, De Delith, Kyle, Awesome, guys. Happy to hear. Awesome. All right, everyone. Thanks for joining, and I'll see you guys again soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Project Life Mastery Podcast. Make sure to visit the blog at www.projectlifemastery.com for more videos, podcasts, and articles that can help you take your life to the next level. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. 
Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.